The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point and the final conversation for today. We're in conversation with Janine Espen, who is the Managing Director uh, at Economic Development Solutions. Janine, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, we're having this conversation reflecting on just the International Labour Organization survey that has really been identifying the need for training and skills development, um, especially for a country like South Africa uh, in our rural areas more, more specifically. When it comes to this country, we hear a lot about skills and development and we often see many projects that are targeted, whether it's at young people, whether it's at women, to skill, to upskill people. But, you know, in terms of the the, the, the fruit of that, would you say that we, are, we have been in, investing in the right place where skills and development is concerned? Well, I think in the urban areas, there's there's many opportunities for skills development. Um, you know, there the are training institutions available. Um, logistics is not a challenge or a limited challenge, I should say, to some communities, particularly within the urban areas. In the rural areas, it's a completely different scenario. Um, you know, most rural areas, um, small communities, they don't even have a primary school. Um, or if they have a primary school, they don't have a high school close to where they are. Mm. And, you know, and that, that's your first challenge. Mm. Um, you know, just being able to complete your school career because the minute you start, you, you finish primary school, logistics to get to a high school becomes, you know, it's a financial burden, etc., to families. So, a lot of people actually drop out at primary school level already um, in the in the rural areas. When we look at the figures in terms of the population, forty three percent of this country's population lives in rural areas, and that and, and yet often the development of rural areas or having and taking resources to rural areas is seen as as an afterthought. And yet, you know, we have such a great deal of our population. That, that, that lives in rural areas. Yes, I agree. And that's why we have the migration of the people from the rural areas to the urban areas. Um, you know, and, and because we are not developing um, the rural areas to be able to support those communities, uh, we are not giving them the opportunities. We should be having technical skills training colleges within those rural areas easily accessible to those communities. If we think of agricultural training as an example, um, you know, we we should be embracing agricultural schools and agricultural training programs within the rural areas to encourage not only the training of those communities, and I'm only using agriculture as an example, obviously, but, you know, not only to encourage the skills development, but also to encourage what our communities um, are passionate about, what they've grown up with, what is the culture. And we need the agricultural development in our country. Um, you know, so there's, there's so many programs that we lack within the rural areas 
and that's why we are seeing people migrate to the urban areas to study further. Mm. Let, let's talk about then the the, the issue of the reasons why there is such little access to development. So it's one thing to not have those services provided in the community. In the absence of institutions that actually offer this training, are we finding that there is work beyond that being done to bring skills into these areas in a meaningful way? Um, I think, you know, certainly what our company does, we work with a lot of corporate Mm -hmm. um, companies or projects that are independent of government. And a lot of those projects are developed in the rural areas. Um, So the programs that are focused on skills development and training, um, you know, it's not necessarily programs that are being rolled out by government institutions or sponsored by government institutions. It is being sponsored by private companies. Um, where they are seeing the need if you're going to construct or develop infrastructure uh, projects in those rural areas, we obviously need to employ locally. So if you employ locally, you firstly have to focus on skills development within those areas. So that is where a lot of the support for the skills development and training in the areas is coming from. But, you know, with the economy where it is at the moment, Um, and we have limited investment in infrastructure projects, that obviously also impacts the opportunities for training and development in those areas Mm. because there's less projects that's being developed. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's it's a terrible cycle of poverty that we will just see repeating itself without... Our overall economy also improving. It's interesting that you're making the link between, you know, the absence of skills with gender inequality in the workplace. Uh-huh. Mm. What is that link? Well, if you, you know, we need to train. We need to train women. Um, we need to train girl child, the girl child at um, at school level. Um, you know, to be able to be confident, to be able to be proud and to be able to want to do um, different occupations or fulfill different occupational levels within the workplace. If you are not skilled, um, you know, and you are entering the workplace, you're already starting at a subpar level. Um, So that obviously impacts the opportunity for equality in the workplace. You also have the other challenge with, um, you know, young girls not being given the opportunity to pursue um, further education. And again, so you see less women coming into the workplace at a senior level. You're only seeing them coming in at very, very junior levels. So we're not going to be able to achieve gender equality. Mm. We're not going to be able to have confident women um, who's going to be able to step into a boardroom where, you know, the majority of the people around the table are men. Um, so, and, and that confidence starts when you're young. Um, or, or you have to be nurtured to be able to grow with that confidence as you grow through the corporate ladder. 
and and we see that there's not many um, companies that are really focusing on nurturing the you know the confidence of the of the women as they're coming into the corporate uh, corporate environment. We're in conversation with Janine Espen. She's the Managing Director at Economic Development Solutions. And she's really uh, raising awareness about the need for skills, particularly in rural areas. And I think what what she's saying is is so important, especially around institutions, right? So if you don't have a primary school where you can finish your schooling that's easily accessible to you, how much more difficult for you to then make it to high school? How much more difficult for you to make it to university? And when you think about it, the majority of people who are living in rural areas don't have access to institutions of higher learning that are around them. So oftentimes, you know, you you have to go to uh, a, another province, you have to go to another town, um, not where you live or where you come from, because those services are simply not available to you. And just the process in and of itself of having to move around already creates exclusion. Because what if I don't have the money to move around to get to another, uh, to, 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 to get to those institutions, to be able to access those services? And unfortunately, it's the case even when it comes to uh, skills training programs that they're often available in urban areas and they're not available in rural areas, which means a continual marginalization of those that are uh, coming from these areas. We'll continue our conversation with Janine in a moment. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so don't forget to send those messages, those SMSs for the birthday. It's SAFM 85, SAFM 85. That's what needs to be in the message uh, to 41391. Unfortunately, nothing else is going to be accepted. So SAFM 85 followed by your name to 41391. And those SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Let's continue the conversation with Janine Espen, who is the Managing Director at Economic Development Solutions. So Janine, what is the way forward then? How do we begin to take more skills to where they are most needed? Yeah, I think, um, Kathy, you know, again, we need to focus on uh, practical skills training, particularly Mm. in the rural areas. Um, There has been a drive around maths and science training, etc., by a lot of um, companies that have sponsored uh, education and development trainings in those areas. But I think we do really need to focus on technical training. Um, we need to have artisans. We need to have qualified mm-hmm. artisans. And not only, you know, a plumber and electrician as an artisan, but there's so many other skills like garment manufacturers, um, you know, again, agriculture, um, etc. Those types of trainings that would resonate with the, with the people living in the rural areas. And, and I'm not for, by any means trying to say that we, they only need to be at an artisanal um, economic level. But that is the starting point, I believe, that we do need to focus on that. And following that, also bring in you know, entrepreneurial training at school level to encourage people 
to not only go out and look for jobs, but to also start and develop their own opportunities within the area. Um, and I think if we that that is really the starting point, um, you know, particularly in the rural areas and the training and the programs that we do have in those areas, they need to be tailor made. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many different dynamics within our economy and within you know different cultures, different languages, etc. So I believe that in the different areas. One has to do a study of those communities to be able to understand what is the best possible way to introduce learning programs in those communities. It cannot be a one-size-fits-all for everybody um, because we have different dynamics in the different uh, rural areas. You know, Mm. if you look at um, rural areas, uh, desolate areas in the Northern Cape, for example, would be very different learning programs that one would want to implement in the Eastern Cape um, because the cultures are different and and what, you know, agriculture being close to the Orange River, etc., might be something that would resonate with people in the Northern Cape, whereas in the Eastern Cape it might be different um, you know, rearing of, of animals or wool, etc. Again, climates, culture, etc. Mm. All of those things need to be considered when putting programs together in the rural areas. Mm. And, and, and so I think we are not doing enough, we're not gaining enough understanding of the different dynamics in the areas. We are literally just saying, okay, maths and science is a requirement. We definitely need that in the country, so let's just, you know, let's roll those programs out throughout the country. And and I guess um, in, in, in many ways, uh, Janine, it also becomes an opportunity cost because as, as you're talking about the multiple skills that could be taken into communities, what mm-hmm. that means is that you are also reviving the economies of those communities, because oftentimes, you know, if I need a dress made or if I need a roof fixed, um, I'm going to try and find somebody who can do it locally uh, for me at a competitive price. And when there's nobody around me who can do um, or who can offer the service, I then have to start looking further, which means that money is constantly going out of the community. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So exactly. Or you're going to get, um, you know, you're going to buy the the items from outside. You're bringing it into the area. If you're going to procure it, or the community has to procure it, it's going to be at a higher cost. Um, you know, because you're importing it into the area instead of trying to make those items locally. Um, and again, we, we, we really need to establish a culture of manufacture for ourselves and not, you know, buying in from China or buying in from the cities. Um, we do, and we need to also create a culture of supporting our neighbors. Um, we don't have that culture. You know, um, we do need to encourage that within the within within South Africa as a mm. whole, and not only in the in the um, rural communities, where we need to support each other. We need to support small businesses. We need to be encouraged to support local. Um, you know, and 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 then we also need to educate our communities that 
when you are procuring locally, it does not mean that you need to have, you know, a hundred percent markup on your cost um, to, you know, so that your cost becomes too high. You need to also understand your buyer in your buying community to be able to pitch your product mm. at the right cost for it to be affordable um, to your neighbors and to your local community. So, you know, there's, again, I, I think I can only reiterate the fact that we need to understand the dynamics of our different communities. I don't think we take enough time to understand the various dynamics and to be able to put in place programs that will actually work within certain communities. We we do have a tendency to say, you know, if we're sitting in Joburg and we're a corporate company, let us just roll out maths and science programs or let's roll out XYZ programs, but not necessarily fully understanding whether those types of programs is needed in those rural communities or whether they will succeed. Um, and then also, I think, you know, when we are rolling our programs in the rural communities, um, mentorship and coaching and guidance also becomes really important. Right. It's not a hit-and-run process mm. that we can do. Mm. You know, we have to, um, if we're going to implement programs, we need to say we're going to be committed to those programs for at least a 24-month-plus period. All right. Um, that is really important because very often you need to hold hands mm. with the with the trainees, with if you're training small businesses to help them to guide them just around basic things like you know compliance, um, you know marketing, etc. All right. So. Unfortunately, we've completely run out of time for this interview. We're going to have to leave it there. Janine Aspen, the Managing Director at Economic Development Solutions. It's midday. Sakina Kamwendo up next with the update at noon.